You're listening to Podhaven. time with spiders in your eyes that as well but i was going to say um isn't it great for all of us to be together like we usually are week by week by week me josh and george yeah i'm very excited because we were we were going to have a new segment actually uh called uh, george's profound musings yeah um, and i'm very excited i'm very excited for all the george that is going to be in this episode yeah, it's just going to be so absolutely full of George all over. God, the place. I hope I hope it doesn't hilariously turn out that George isn't here. Hello, I am Northern George, who is much older than George, but is also George somehow. Hello, seems legit. Ah, that seems, seems perfectly... legit. I choose not to question it. Yeah, this is usually what Better happens. Yeah, this is what happens. Northern George shows up, <laughs> and. uh... Just yeah. is George. Just is George. Yeah. Well, in that George-like way. Yeah, with um, the same squeaky chair that George always has. Yeah. Every week. Yep. That's uh, me. Yeah. It's say, say something about say something about communism, like you do. Oh, uh, the Marxism. There yes. we go. See, it's George. Uh, see, it's exactly that George. That proves it. We can get on with the show. Yes. Um, Talk about the top to... issues. <laughs> the day. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Indie Haven podcast with me, your host Elodie Cunningham. I'm joined by. I'm Josh Rivers. And I'm replacement Northern George Holly Amaretta. This is the Indie Haven podcast. Yes, for the God's Indie sake. Um, and yeah, obviously we don't have George this time. We're sans George. It's, it's... It's it's my fault because we missed a week because I had no medical appointment last week and George was taking someone else to a medical appointment the next day so we couldn't record. Um, a and weird confluence of medical appointments that was very unfortunate. And this time it turned out that I wasn't free on our usual recording day. George wasn't free today, so we just ended up recording today without... Without George. Without George. Because, I mean, we couldn't very well do it without the host, could we? That'd be rude. Uh, rude at best. Hey, you get me instead, and... Oh, I'm sorry. It's not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't podcasted in, like, three years, so I'm sorry. I apologise in advance. Well, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Mm. <laughs> 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 uh, well, with, see, with that surge of positivity, let us go into the first thing on the, the topic list. I'd like to yeah. open up with something, if I may. No. Oh. Alright, I'll fuck off then. Uh, no, it's democratic. We got two two to one, because you voted it and Holly voted right, it, so I'm that, the only is, no voter. That is democracy. Excellent. So I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. 
I again. wanted to do this. Well, again, yeah, but I've actually played it this time, so you know I can appreciate it more than just on a theoretical level. Because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's a good game, obviously, but that's not. Well, I mean, I say obviously. You probably it's got a lot of positive attention. You probably it's not controversial for me to say it's a good game. I'd imagine, but. Mm -hmm. uh, thing that really interests me about it, aside from, you know, the whole concept of, like, indie games with a budget, essentially. Uh, uh, the depiction of Psychosis, which uh, mm. we obviously was one of the big uh, talking points of the game. Excuse me, I'm just going to have a liquid refreshment beverage. Uh, one of the big talking points of the game. Now, I am schizophrenic, as I've mentioned before, which is a form of psychosis, uh, very similar symptoms. Mm. Uh, and it kind of got me thinking about the depiction of um, the voices Senua is constantly hearing. Like, you'll hear a voice in a either ear, because they recommend you play it with head headphones, you'll get a voice in either ear, encouraging you, or like, slagging you off, or just, just like intrusive thoughts, essentially. Uh, always appear on one side of the head or the other. I can confirm that's accurate. It's oh. certainly been the case in my experience. Don't know why it is. I, I've studied um, I've studied psychosis and stuff because I do psychology at university. Um, mm -hmm. But that is not a thing that I knew. Funny, funny. You should bring up you should you are doing psychology at university because that kind of ties into where I'm going with this. Uh, mm. But like one thing I was wondering about, because it's kind of something the game couldn't depict, is it's kind of difficult to explain to like someone who hasn't experienced it. But like when you're hearing the voices, when you like have auditory hallucinations, because I do get some of them mildly, like not hmm. not really. Like they're not saying anything coherent. It's usually just like brief snippets of sentences or just my name, which is apparently very common to just hear someone say your own name. But you can kind of tell it's not real. If that makes... Because it's not affected by the acoustics of the room and you don't feel like any kind of vibration in the inner ear that indicates that sound's coming from anywhere. Going to be Sorry? a question that you might not be able to answer if you've not has had such a colourful past as me. Is it like a drug hallucination? Because with those, you know that you've taken something, so you know it's not real. I uh, wouldn't know. Never sense. done drugs. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I've smoked that good green leaf before. <laughs> That's the best way I've heard it referred to. Because the good green leaf. When you've taken drugs. You have that in your, you know you've done it, but yeah. that's like what the MK Ultra stuff that the CIA did is they dosed people with it without telling them, and that really messes with you. Mm. So it's part of knowing that you've got it. Makes well, it... I mean, like, because that, that's the thing. For a while, I didn't know that I had schizophrenia. I knew it ran in the family, but I didn't know that this was. I thought this was just a completely normal thing that everyone had. It took being told, like, hearing on a video with uh, another person with schizophrenia saying that they had been through the same thing and it turned out it wasn't normal before I even knew that I had it. But, um... So, yeah, that's... So, that's yeah, I was just, But, like, there's no... 
it's like because it feels different because like there's no like resonance to it and you like you don't feel any of the vibe because sounds based on vibrations and like mm. you can sort of tell where the vibrations are coming from and that helps you pinpoint the sound but because there's no vibrations so the sound has kind of no direction to it it's just it's just sort of you feel it in your head if that makes sense so I was just kind of like oh, my inner monologue got particularly vivid just then and I didn't know that was a thing so I'm curious if that holds true with more severe cases because I have a very like all of my symptoms are incredibly minor and I'm like it got me curious is there a point uh, does it reach a point where you can no longer tell the difference or can you do you always just sort of know without even mm. just without having the context of you know I have this condition would you be able to tell the difference anyway as you can in my case so this kind of led me to sort of look up the symptoms to like see if I could find anything about it couldn't find anything it's kind of very difficult to track down and like I found out another interesting thing about schizophrenia apparently this is listed as a symptom of schizophrenia as you find it difficult to start conversations mm. I didn't know that was associated with schizophrenia like the, the fact that you'll often report feeling like there's nothing to say but then I kind of thought a bit deeper about that and then thought well hang on how does that work because it's not like there's a part of the brain that specifically specialises in knowing how to start conversations that schizophrenia just shuts off it's not like when you're not talking to someone, you're just sat there thinking, "What? What? How do I talk again? What's the? You don't forget how to do it." It's more like there's actual a thought process behind it, and I think it might be more a function of like depression or self-esteem. Because mm. the way it's always been for me is that it's kind of like a case of. One of one of the symptoms is obviously paranoid delusion. You know that's why it's called paranoid schizophrenia. And so, like one of the, a really common one is the idea of. Well, I guess it's the theme of paranoia in general is the idea that like people are sort of conspiring against you in some way or like secretly don't like you, and then depression comes in and or like low self low self esteem comes in and it's like well if they don't like me it must be because of something I've done. So I can I can relate to this quite um vividly because I have um I am on quite strong medication for both um depression and anxiety and my anxiety <laughs> often often goes hand in hand with paranoia so yeah I can um I can really see where you're coming from with that yeah I, I also have exactly <laughs> the same situation where you get moments like. Do all my friends secretly not like me and are just like taking the piss and are just humoring me? Yeah, exactly. And it takes a while to get out of that mindset, and it's like I have to sort of like slap myself and go, "No one is that persistent at taking the piss." Like they wouldn't do it for like five years. Like mm-hmm. so, it's yeah, I, I sympathise with that. So yeah, so it's just like, and that's what I think it's causing. It's just like not a not a factor of like I don't know how to start the conversation it's just more like I don't feel like I have anything of worth to contribute which is why I I personally find it easier if someone asks me a direct question and otherwise I'll just be completely silent but if like someone is asking for information from you it kind of breaks that illusion that you're not 
sort of welcome in the conversation and you can sort of get around it. So I'm kind of curious, have there been any studies done on that? Like, because it's just listed generally as a symptom of schizophrenia and like it's quite, like it's quite a general view and I think we need to be looking at it more specifically. So I was just wondering, have any studies been done that have showed of the people with schizophrenia who reported that symptom, how many also suffered from depression or low self-esteem? And then it dawned on me I'm pretty much writing a dissertation. <laughs> I'm writing a dissertation for a, a course that I almost took at uni, but then didn't because I thought cybernetics would be more employable, and it bored the shit out of me, and I gave it up. Um, and, so here, and here I am doing a dissertation for the course I was going to do instead. Josh, Josh, Josh. You're writing a dissertation, yeah? Yeah. You could help me to just have a real easy year of it. <laughs> Since I'm now going into my third year and have to do my dissertation. <laughs> well, I mean, now there's recorded evidence, so good luck with that. Ah, oh, shoot. <laughs> but, like, I shot was... myself in the foot. Yeah. It's like A tier plagiarism, like. <laughs> <laughs> really well thought out. Mastermind. Moriarty level play there. But, uh, it's an interesting one because I don't have. Oh, I suppose I, it is an interesting because I was born with tinnitus, which is sort of the same thing, mm-hmm. but not. And I didn't realize until I was about thirteen that not everyone has it. And I was like, oh, that's like I, I assumed that so- the sound that silence is is a like horrible ringing sound, and I didn't yeah, know I, it wasn't. <laughs> I actually also have intermittent tinnitus. Apparently, my sister has it permanently. Like, I I ended up with a lot of the like more specific mental health stuff she ended up with a lot of like really apparently quite rare physical stuff like she has visual static apparently i can't remember the actual scientific name for it but like yeah just like this weird staticky filter over vision that she just thought was how humans see because she didn't know that was a thing so it's really fascinating actually okay well i think you've just described something that i thought everyone had (laughs) <laughs> well, we're all learning something, as it turns out. Just to yeah, add to this, can anyone else ear rumble? Because that's a weird thing I only found out about a few years ago. I think I know what you mean, and Apparently, if so, yes. An extremely small amount of people can control a muscle in their ear. I can't remember what it's called. It's called something like the... I'm going to look it up. I'm going to Google ear rumbling. There's a small yeah, I'm muscle doing inside... Right now. I'm Obviously doing the people at home don't know. Ear rumbling... There's this tiny muscle inside your ear that can control like a little flap of skin that protects your ears against incredibly loud sounds. Yeah. That tensor tympani muscle. And some people, like I can do it, and apparently Josh can, you can we can move it. And it makes a like a deep rumbling sound inside your head. And I didn't realise not many people could do that, and I could never describe it to anyone. It's like, oh the I... thing with your ears where you move your inside of your ear. What? But when I was a kid I used to like when we were playing around pretending to be, uh, play Star Wars, whenever I was like a mm-hmm. Jedi and pretending to use the Force, I would ear rumble inside my own head to add like special effects and it was I so did cool. that! Yeah! <laughs> oh, I I think I get something similar, but it's only, um, only occasionally, and what will happen is I get the rumbling every time I swallow for a bit. Yeah, it's the same, that, that'll be the, the tympani muscle closing to stop stuff going back up through your sinus, I think, or something like that, because it's all linked together. Mm. Well, it, it it gets very annoying. <laughs> yeah. 
when you have no control over it, it it becomes irritating quickly. Hmm. I've had a lot of ear problems. Like I ruptured both my eardrums and all that kind of nonsense. Like that's not fun. When you have a tiny hole in your eardrum and no one, when you're like six years old and you can't describe what's happening, and normal talking volume can suddenly become deafeningly loud and then not, and you can't understand why. That's not fun. <laughs> yeah, not fun. So yeah. Hearing problems, get your ears checked, folks. Get your cause, ears checked. Because once it goes, it's going to be a problem to get it back. Hey? Yeah. And I, and I did an apprenticeship in an audiology department, so I can I can verify that. At my uni, we had a... Uh, oh, what's the word? It's like a really, really quiet room. And a quiet chamber, that's it. Yes. <laughs> mm. It's really scary. <laughs> I can only spend a few minutes because the tennis just gets deafening and just have to leave. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. Is the the audio? Because I've watched a video, YouTube video of Hellblade, but not played it myself. Mm-hmm. Is the audio is it binaural? Because yeah. it sounds like it's moving, which is really cool. And I wish more people would use binaural because it's one of the coolest effects. Yeah, I believe they made a point of doing that. Yeah, there's a really good YouTube video of like yeah. a an Italian barber cutting someone's hair, and it's brilliant. I think. So I want more people there to use binaural That's, audio. Yeah, get your Italian barbers it, in video games. <laughs> it kind of spooks me, unfortunately. Like, really? I have I have friends who like um, ASMR stuff, which is often also binaural. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's practically I, the only way I can it, sleep nowadays. Yeah, when I when it like goes somewhere I'm not expecting, it always makes me jump really bad. I don't know oh, what um, it is about it. it just... I'm with you that this, if it's done weirdly, it does scare me. Just, do either of you play Battlegrounds? No. For some Mostly reason, they've added money. like they've added a fly. Like some of the buildings will have flies in them, and there's like a bloody binaural audio of like a fly flying around your head, and it's oh, it freaks me out. It just oh. sounds like a little fly is going inside your ear. Like it scares me. Just instinctively want to get rid of flies. <laughs> It makes me sort of bat my head cause, and then realise, oh, it's not real. Like, yeah. But if it's like used without uh, warning, it can be really disturbing. Mm. Yeah. But like, yeah. even when I'm expecting it, it's just because there's no um, there's no like airflow or vibration with it. So it just it comes mm, yeah. even if I'm kind of like priming myself for it I don't get that extra like uh, bit of stimulus beforehand to tell me that something yeah, is about like to pilot wave of moving air yeah yeah that's kind of what I mean mm-hmm. yeah um... I was going somewhere with this like <laughs> 10 minutes ago oh uh, but right, yeah, I thought it was just... pointless well, no, because like, I just wanted to close out by saying, like, I was just thinking about, you know, the fact that I'd basically just accidentally written, like, a dissertation for a course I could have feasibly done and now probably can't afford to do because I, like, I can't justify going into more debt. Those feels. <laughs> and I, like, just got so angry, <laughs> just, like, at all the circumstances of my life up to that point. And it was just weird to think, like, if this game had come out, like, three years sooner, I probably would have gone on the university course that I actually was interested in. 
Um, I, I, I feel you because I took maths and chemistry in college because I thought that um, I thought that it would be better for getting in for psychology at uni if I did things that were slightly related. So mm-hmm. I took math statistics, despite the fact that in psychology you never have to do statistics on your own ever. You just use a computer to do it. Well, yeah, you just get a statistician. According to UKS, according to UKS, I never took maths because I got a U. So I just did. Oh. I just lied and said no, I never did it. I never took the exam. <laughs> I, oh, I have I a degree got... in chemistry which I've never used. So I, I think we a... should pick mm. our degrees later in life. <laughs> I think eighteen yeah. is too early. Though. Well, yeah, they just rush you into it because they really don't care like if you succeed or anything. I learned this when I was on sort of like a had kind of a guidance counselor, I guess you'd call them. They don't really care what university you get into, what you're doing. They just want to get you into a university because it makes their statistics look good. Mm. And that's why when I only put one choice down, they had to like bring me in and have this big talk about, oh, you should put more down. It's like, look, I'm not paying nine grand a year for my second choice. Yeah. But as it turns out, it was moot because I didn't stick with it anyway because it bored the shit out of me. And it's just it was just weird for me to think... Like if the if I had seen this game slightly earlier, I would know what course I wanted to do, and that's, you know, that's why I'm into this stuff. Really, it's just stuff like that. The, the way another oh, you go video game stuff uh, intersects with real life. Yeah, can can get to a point of discomfort. <laughs> it's just like video games doing stuff that is. Like attempting to do something meaningful and having a profound effect on people as a result, and I really wish more would attempt to do that. I both mm. do and don't, because on one hand I'm like, yeah, this is really cool, on the other hand I'm like, I play games to escape my uh, horrors, not get them compounded. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I'm not saying you do only you... that, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying there's a place yeah, in the market. More of it would be nice. Like, did either of you play Night in the Woods? And it's no. one of it's like the top of my wish list at the moment. Just like yeah, the things said in that game are like this is too real for me. Like, so I stopped. But it's a good game. Mm. But it got too real. Uh, oh, yeah, there were definitely be... points where I had to stop playing Hellblade just because I was like, right, this is too much. This is too much. Like things now, <laughs> things that exist. You'd be surprised how many um, dead dads there are in video games. Uh, because basically after my dad passed away, uh, all I did was play video games for about a year. <laughs> and, um, yeah, when, when you're primed for it, you, you notice that that happens a lot in video games. Yeah. Um, fun, goofy podcast that we do it's a fun podcast about the video games beep boop 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 i love it when i press the controller and the man on the screen does a cool slam dunk in the basketball net <laughs> that's do you think that I might think have been a tad too jarring video game <laughs> bit too jarring a tonal shift <laughs> Do they still make NBA Jam? I'm going to have a look. <laughs> uh, I think they do. Uh, and I they, think... they make NBA something. There's There's been yeah. a bit of a thing about that. Yeah, there has. Obligatory uh, Jim uh, Sterling yeah, reference. Yeah, obligatory Jim Sterling reference. He made a video about the fact that they put microtransactions in the newest NBA game. 
Like and really can, shitty ones as well. Like. You can basically not customize your character without using the microtransactions to get bits for your character. They or, you could, or you could just make the choice to not level up and therefore be unable to win. Get level up in a basketball game. Yeah, leveling up and customizing your character both for pretty much sake. require that you spend extra money on this game. Yeah. You've spent they rely, they rely on, on the same currency basically, and that currency you do not get enough of it unless See? you put in real life money. This is my only reaction. <laughs> It's like a visceral I want to die reaction. That's awful. I yeah, can't. A... I, I can only stand that kind of shit in games that are free. Just a little bit. Not in your like full priced games, please. I've got to no. be honest. My even my tolerance for that is just slipping. Oh, yeah, I yeah. don't know if it's a, by association or if it's just because I've seen like I've seen people like try to. Basically, well, it, bankrupt themselves on skins for League of Legends of all fucking oh, things. But I've like, been it's, there. I don't. Well, yeah, they've got to make their money. I spent like, the way I look at it is that yeah, they've got to make their money somehow. But they didn't have to make their money that way. They're making a choice to do it in a very manipulative fashion. If I had to I, guess, I think I spent around two hundred, three hundred on League. I only played it for like two years as well. I knew someone who spent over a thousand pounds on Dota. Hmm. And I'm not judging anyone for it. Like, I want to make it very clear because I'm just as susceptible to. I have a very addictive personality. It's why I own so much random. Ta I have a replica Japanese war fan for fuck's sake. That's awesome, right? That I just bought because I was depressed and I thought, you know what would make me feel better? Random Japanese war fan about the house. Oh, yeah, well... Like, um... like I'm, I'm the mark, essentially. Oh, I, I am like, as well. this, this stuff like... has been set up to specifically manipulate people. Yeah. I don't blame the people <laughs> buying it, I'm blaming the people pushing it. It gets when even I... worse when you put it into like a gambling thing as well now with the boxes. Ah, the fucking loot box thing. That just makes that's it even worse. Like... Speaking that's of loot boxes, <laughs> it's happening again. <laughs> um, for some reason, uh, Halo Five has loot boxes. And when of course I playing, it does. When I started playing that game, I realised that it literally on the best game mode online. It literally gates um, all the vehicles and weapons and stuff that you'd usually find around the map behind microtransactions. Jesus Christ. Dear God. See, I've been playing Battlefield 1, and my initial reaction was, it's going to be like that. But no. It does have crates, which makes me want to vomit, but it is just cosmetics, thank God. There is nothing actually gaming oh, content-wise. <laughs> but still, it makes me sick, but it could be worse. Yeah, well, uh, just I will say this: it probably safe. doesn't affect it as much as it does in something like Overwatch, where like it's all bright and colourful, and oh yeah, and like, like the visual elements like in bigger part like, of the charm. Oh, this is a slightly green camo, and everything gets covered in mud after like three seconds anyway, so it's hard to tell hey, what's mm. even happening. Hey. Well, I will give it that, but I'm not happy about it. No, I'd wish it would go away and just stop. Not happy, yeah. but the thing that makes Overwatch particularly egregious is that um, 
the fact that they have limited events where it's yeah that was much... the bit where I really I think that was the moment where I kind of really decided that right, I'm gonna just hardline no from now on on these kinds of business models. Do you know what the uh, the thing that did that to me was? What? Uh, Nintendo badge collector on the 3DS. Huh, I vaguely you... remember hearing about that. It was a thing where um you basically do uh shitty crane grab game things. Yeah, yeah. To get badges to put around your home screen in your 3DS. So they're um, using a virtual thing or something that is pretty much well regarded as rigged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's pretty plain, what it right? is. That's what the next thing should be after loot crates. It should be one of those stupid gravity machines. Well, there's a chance you won't even get something. Yeah. That'll be the point where it becomes actual oh, gambling. Game industry, don't listen to, to this. Don't listen to this, eh? No, listen to this. You'll end up forcing people to regulate it. True. I mean, I can't remember what they're called. They're uh, gacha. Those things are illegal in Japan, though, so maybe. Wait, what? They're, well, not. Well, they're gachas that have, like, a small piece of a. Uh, like there'd be like a model, like I say, a Gundam in oh, five in yeah. five pieces, and so you'd need to get individual ones for each. Each one would be in a separate gacha pod, but like say the left arm would have like a one in a thousand chance of coming out, and like the right arm would have like a one in ten. So you'd yeah, get no, bits of it and go, "Oh, I'm going to keep buying more to like max this model," of, and you can't. That's get kind it. of what they did with Destiny Two. With the whole yeah, one. it's a, it's actually uncannily similar. I'm fairly sure yeah. the uh, Japanese government went no. This can't happen anymore. <laughs> well, there you go. There's legal precedent in Japan. And Japan pretty much has like mafia-run pachinko parlors, and they seem they're fine with that. So that says a lot. When they finally yeah. st- stand in and go, no, enough. Well, I don't so- know how many yakuza run gacha machines. I wouldn't oh. be surprised. Eh? <laughs> uh, the I don't know the if that yakuza was quite their wheelhouse. Yeah, yakuza gashapon craze. Um, where it's just entirely full of small knives and things like that. Small knives, needles. Actual knives. They really hate children. <laughs> yeah. Just cut up the children. Cut up the children. Uh, this is we. I did oh, not. Oh, it's got a Konami on the side of the sheen. Konami logo. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, this isn't on the topic list, and I'm not sure how we yeah, got this onto is, this it. This isn't like indie games at all. We've gone off the rails. Mm. Uh, gone I'm off sorry. the chain. Oh, Northern uh, George has I, ruined everything. <laughs> Northern, I can the corrupting to influence games. of Northern George. Oh, I, I feel the wrath it. of Manchester. I can put this back into indie games. I can put it back the prophecy. into indie games. I can do it. I can. No, before that, I can put this back onto indie games quickly. Which is to say that um, microtransactions. I remember a few episodes ago I talked about um, Skullgirls on mobile. Ah, yeah. Uh, and how it was actually microtransactions that stopped me getting into that game because they were yep. so egregious and it, I just couldn't cope with the whole. Mm-hmm. Oh, just I avoid mobile games just in general. I have, I have a really good phone that could probably play most mobile games good, but I spent like three seconds on the Android store and went, ah, no. You just and don't just... want to wade through the shit pile. Nope. Really. I got Hearthstone, that's it. Like, nothing else. I... Yeah. I walked like 1,500 kilometers on Pokemon Go because I hate myself a lot. 
played that a bit and then I actually bothered like Well we've all gone on self-loathing fueled Pokemon Go sprees, let's be honest. My self-loathing Pokemon Go spree has lasted since before the game came out in the UK. That's pretty impressive. Get a ratata. I think I played it for a week and a half. Nothing matters. <laughs> Nothing matters. <laughs> So, South, uh, South Park, we talked about the... Um, oh yeah, let's go immediately back to a not-indie game. Yeah, well, <laughs> we linked, we linked this back. we linked this one to indie games in our last one, and it's a, it's just an update oh, to yeah, that It's story. like a more general concern for the for the whole industry, including indie games, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, just after we recorded the last episode, it came out that... Um, as well as the difficulty being tied to race in South Park, difficulty mm-hmm. is also tied to whether you choose to play as a trans character or not. Yeah, and they doubled down. They doubled down. Um, and as we said before, it's it comes across as ridiculously exploitative and gatekeeping for people from those communities when it's in a big game like this rather than an indie game centered around um yeah like giving you an experience of empathy um yeah. so i talked about um uh Laura Kate Dale's game acceptance which is the one where um uh if you yes. choose your gender on it it says no you're not you're this other gender to try and give them a, a, give an empathetic experience for what it's like to be trans Mm-hmm. And I can see a direct line uh, from this to um, what South Park is doing, but the difference is that one of them was a game about that. The other one's a completely unrelated, massive RPG that means you can't play as a person like you without making the game more difficult if you are a marginalised person. Yeah. So it's, it's like it, on one hand, it's like. I like the fact they're referencing that life is harder, but on the other hand, they're also just sort of compounding that at the same time. Well, this yeah. this is what I said last time. Like, it's it feels like it should have just been like a joke that took ten seconds on an yeah. episode of South Park, rather than spinning it out to an actual. Once you get into the practical realities of it, it falls apart completely. Yeah, I don't know, like South Park is the thing when I like a few years ago, I was like, ah. People that just call it edgy for no reason just don't get it. And now I'm like, oh, it's just edgy. I don't yeah. care about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turns out they had a point. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same position. Like, I used to watch things like South Park and Family Go with my dad, and then as soon as I started to become way more socially conscious and realised that I was in some of the groups they took the piss out of, um, yeah. I kind of soured on them a bit for some reason. Funny that. <laughs> Funny how that works, isn't it? I mean, I saw the yeah. episode of Family Guy with uh, Quagmire's dad, and I haven't watched it since. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty <gasps> fucking bad. Just a bit. Yeah. Uh, it's all about Bojack, Bojack the... now. Bojack is your best. Yeah. But no, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, but yeah. just, just this whole South Park sort of. Uh, what's the word? Ordeal? That's a good one, there. That's it. It's just. <laughs> from, the, from the very start. There's just been an air of, it's just like the whole the pedophilia bit, the, the this. It's just no, I'm not interested. <laughs> I like yeah. the stick of truth, 
I thought it was okay. I thought it was like Paper Mario, and I haven't had a Paper Mario in like 15 years. So, uh, but this one, I just no, I'm not interested. I never played no. Stick of Truth, mostly because, um, well, it came out just after I started to sour on South Park, um, and mm. then I saw that it had the uh, all these references to the. Um, uh, haha, Mr. Garrison was trans and then went back episodes. It had loads of references to those in the game, and I was like, nah, I can't be dealing with that. And so I just never played mm. it. <laughs> yeah. It's, this one is just. Bleh. It's another thing yeah. that just makes me go, bleh. bleh. I actually come up with a word for that. That's actually a word and not a weird sound. Bleh. Bleh. There we go. That's a good one. <laughs> so yeah, it might be time to maybe talk about an indie game. Um, what's that? I've actually been playing an indie game, like, in the few... Because I've had a really, like, awkward week where it's, I've not been at home, I've been all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's a long story, no one really cares, but... uh. I, the game I have been playing a little bit of is West of Loathing, if you've seen that. I don't actually know that one. Usually I've at least name. heard of the things. It is a... It's I can. It's very similar to Fallout 1 and 2, I would guess. But it's sort of mm-hmm. a very tongue-in-cheek RPG. It's black and white stick figures. And it's just very silly. But it's all based around... Well, it's turn-based, so yeah, it's a bit like Fallout, but all the dialogues have, like, multiple trees, where if you have a skill, it opens another dialogue tree. A bit like what Fallout used to do before Bethesda decided, ah, screw that, let's just have four-way conversations that don't go anywhere. Well, and it's, it's really fun. The, they and still kind of do that sort of thing in Dragon Age, luckily, so I can still get my, uh, my fix of um, things like that there. And uh, the game is very aware of itself. Like, there was a mission early on where I had to go and do it, like, I had to get some treasure from some bandits, and there's just a bandit lying asleep, and you can walk up to him, and it gives you a few options. It says, ah, oh, shoot him in his sleep. And it comes up and says, are you sure? It's like, yes. It's like, are you really sure? This is a bit unsporting. Yes. And he goes, mm, I'm not sure I'm going to let you do that. It's like, let me do it. And then, you can, uh, then it finally lets you shoot. And stuff like that. So it knows, it knows what it wants, and it's, I'm having a lot of fun. In the few hours I've actually managed to play it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's completely bizarre. It's there's evil cows, there's cowboys that punch cows, there's wizards that cast magic using beans. It's very strange. Magical bean children. Yes. Oh, and there's like I'm, snake. I'm familiar with their work. There's like snake oil salesmen that have like bags of snakes they can throw at people. It's weird. <laughs> well, they actually keep the snakes after they get the oil. I suppose technically the snakes are more valuable. I'm not sure where the oil comes from, but yeah. yeah. It's a brilliant game of what I've seen so far. I'm not sure how long it is, but it's really um, funny. Did you want to talk about your thing on the docket next? Sure. The docket? Uh, the other thing I've managed to play in the few hours is that we, I decided to install Origin again, which... Mm-hmm. People have say things about Origin and blah 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 blah, but it's worked fine for me in the past few years. It started off bad, and 
Mm. I always get this every couple of months. I get an urge to play Battlefield. I just want to shoot stuff. I, I want a game that runs well. I, I also play Battlegrounds, which you also shoot stuff. But Battlegrounds runs like complete ass. It gets like forty-five uh, frames. And so I wanted to play Battlefield One. I see how much Battlefield One was. Oh, it's forty quid. But it's in Origin Access. How much is Origin Access? Three ninety-nine a month. Okay, let's just get that then. <laughs> So yeah, and I was just, I'm not sure how many people are aware of how good a value this is, because it's Origin, and Origin's a bit of a dirty word. But I implore you, it actually has some indie games in it, which is a nice link. Stuff like Pony Island, which is brilliant. Uh, oh, I, I have that, I haven't played it yet. Uh, Fury, that's also excellent. Ah, uh, Fury. My old nemesis. That game is hard. Yeah. Uh, and Unravel's I not I'm really not sure it knows game. why it's hard. Is un- um, would you count Unravel as an indie game? Well, it was independently Yarny. developed, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, positive. certainly it was. It was the token indie thing yeah. that they pimped out at E3. Certainly, but it's still indie. But if you like, if you play a decent amount of uh, EA games, I don't understand how they can make any money on Origin Access. It's 75 games, and you get 10% off everything you buy on Origin as well. So if you buy one game, it pays for itself. It's well, I'll tell you how they make money. The the at-launch price is way more than they would need to just sell it for to make a yeah, profit. Yeah, that, that's probably true. And I think they possibly also make money the, um, the Netflix route, which is um, where a lot of people will just get a subscription thing... And use forget. it very occasionally and be like, oh, but I yeah. do use it, and then never cancel it even if they barely use it. So that ends up being somewhat of a. And this is the first line. Just, just an absolute fuck you. <laughs> and by the time I'd finished reading the uh, this first line, I'd already started to buy it. Like, you get Sims 4 Deluxe, FIFA 17, Titanfall 2, Star Wars Battlefront, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, First Titanfall, Battlefield 1. That's just the first line. You get all these. I was like, okay then, and I already bought it pretty much by the time I'd uh, finished reading that. It's, I think it's good. I think that it kind of the fact that it's not as popular as uh, things like Netflix sort of um, ties into how our perception of games differs from our perception of other media. Yeah. Like people will be more likely to pay for um things to watch and listen to on things like Spotify and Netflix and stuff as a subscription and stop buying DVDs and things as much. Uh, But people kind of feel like they want to own a game. So game subscriptions never quite feel as... um... It's funny though, because if people... If you read like the Steam user license, you don't own anything on Steam either. If Steam went Mm. down, you'd have nothing pretty much. So I'd be interested in more of this stuff, really, as long as it's not too many. I have to like sign up to a thousand different subscriptions. Yeah. Well, if Steam did, well that this... is possibly the thing that like yeah. this is being marketed to a bunch of people who already have Steam, and this is just like a, feels like another unnecessary middleman almost. Yeah, I think um, I think that's the thing is that people get annoyed if there's too many different subscription platforms and that's why yeah. one of, some of them just fall under even if they got really good stuff just because one of the other ones more popular 
and people are more likely to not pay for multiple subscriptions. Yeah. Uh, so I think I, a, part I, of, I, a part of it is that I've kind of fell out, fell out with Steam a bit. There's so much crap. No, it's not just so much like yeah. crap games on Steam. It's all the I don't care about the like the levels on all the like trading cards and all that nonsense. Just I want it in, like an option where I can just turn it off forever and never have to see it. Just give me the games. Mm. Hang. Just to hide the yeah. shite option. Sometimes I use the uh, the the trading cards like a terrible person to just make some money to get off of my video games. <laughs> Which I know I probably shouldn't buy into the system, but also free video games? The thing is, I just lo I looked at well, it. I mean, they shouldn't like, have offered understand. the system. Like, again, this is the loot box thing. Yeah. Well, I've never... There. They're I've like right in there with CSGO's loot boxes as well, aren't they? So. Yeah. I've, I've never um, bought trading cards. Yeah, I don't know why people Actually, would, really, unless you want to sell them again. That is a lie. One time, one time, I bought, um, using money that I made off trading cards, so it wasn't real money, anyway. Uh, I bought an Undertale card, because it was the last one I needed for the set. What do the sets do? Uh, they unlock like a booster pack and some backgrounds and stuff. Uh. You can just unlock some things and then those sometimes sell for more so I kind of... For a, for a minute I went full trading card stock trading like a terrible capitalist <laughs> pig. And I don't know why this happened, it was just after Undertale came out. <laughs> It's just one of those systems where I just wish I didn't know about it and just never did. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's yeah. added bloat to my thing that just gives me my games. <laughs> It'd be more like no. Origin, which is something I didn't think I'd ever say. <laughs> yeah, no. I've only ever played one game on Origin, and that was Dragon Age Inquisition. Hey, that's on Origin Access. <laughs> so I, I'd say that's <laughs> worth it, considering I got like 80 hours out of that game. And bought it twice. Because I bought it on Xbox 360, played it there, and then um, played it again on PC because you can't play some of the DLC on the Xbox 360 because EA are terrible people. Mm -hmm. They were like, so now you have to either buy this on PC or on one of these new consoles if you want to actually finish the story because we've gated like a third of the main plot of this game behind one of the DLCs you can't play on the Xbox 360 or PS3. I remember trying to play Mass Effect 2 on PC and you have to like buy the DLC through a weird website. It was awful. <laughs> I think that website doesn't even exist anymore. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's awful. But yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Like, if people aren't aware of it, Origin Access is like astonishing value, and it might be worth buying before EA realizes that they're giving you so much shit away for free. Yeah, it's Have always worth getting in there before EA thinks an idea is profitable. Yeah, before they start bumping the price up. Yeah. Um. So, uh, it's now time for the most important part of this ear program for your ears. You're damn right. We've mentioned just... maybe one indie game, two indie games. Yeah, well, it's We're at the 50-minute mark, and now it's time for the real point of life, really. 
It's all Correct. been culminating to this moment. Josh's 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 There's the jingle. Of course, we didn't get, we didn't have the jingle in full effect that time because we've we've yeah. we've of course got one new member of the podcast who's not familiar. I don't know what the, the hell happened then, but no, it sounded deep fun. Thoughts, basically, right? I'm I am touched by Eldritch wisdom, and I shall Aren't impart we all? <laughs> I shall impart this wins wins Winslow. What I shall impart this Winslow onto you, the Peopel. Right, the, lo- the lovely Winslet. listeners. I'll give you Kate Winslet, right? For a tenth of the price, I'll give you Kate Winslet. Okay, Kate Winslet now, for a fiver. Kate Winslet for a fiver. What a deal! You fucks. It's only a so quid more than Origin X. Listen up. Open your ear holes, right? You know, Game of Thrones. J- uh, James of Thrones, I think. You I mean. am aware of this. You're aware of it? Yep. Well, it's shit. Not sure if I can agree. Yeah, it is. Go ahead. (laughs) Because I just said that it was. Because I just decided just now. It's fucking shit, mate. Josh, we got all of that SEO last episode because I did that cool James of Thrones recap. No, shit. Right, all of it. Right, Hodor. Shit. (laughs) I've met him. He's Tyrion, Tyrion McGurlman, M- 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 right? Sir, Circle, Sir, Sir, Cecil, Cecil, what? Cecil, they've you they've all got stupid names, right? Yeah, but you, you at least Banister, can't. That's who it is, can't yeah. Ned, Ned, you, you can't Flanders. What was the his real name? main character? The real main character, James, the James. titular James of Thrones. James, right? James, right? He's a tit. I can't believe you said that. I said it. He's a tit. Good, Him, though. Ned Flanders, Tony <laughs> Stark. They're all stupid, right? And and Tylenman Regernerman. I'm having right? I'm, the iconic I'm, character. Do you remember Tylerman? He was played by. Dinkle Plinklich. Dingleberry. You remember Dinkle Pl- He was in Halo. <laughs> he played. It was his Emmy Award. He played yeah. Captain Halo in. It was his like, magnum opus. Game. Perfect. His greatest voice acting line ever. Best voice acting. Those, those sorcerers came out of the sun. Uh, I'm so good. Shoot the thing. Uh. Shoot it. Ha 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 ha. He was I like am. that, right? But he's shit in this. Right, and all the other ones, Smig, Lithe, right, Varys, that's 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 one, right? So I do know them, thank you. Sminklebot, Dingle, Plunk, right? Plythe? Do you remember? Do you you remember these iconic Game of Thrones characters? What about um? What You're about, not taking this seriously. What about Pete? Pete? Yeah. Fuck off! That's not a real one. Yeah, it is. It's, it's Pete. Pete Plythe. <laughs> Pete Plythe, the mithing man. What about yeah. Hot Pie? Hot Pie is the greatest character of all, though. Hot Pie. <laughs> yeah, Hot Pie, the actual hot real pie. one. Not even joking. That's that's the name of the character from James. Nah, not Thrones. anymore. Not anymore. It's fake. <laughs> Not, really a, not a real one. 
not a real one anymore. Cause in the book, right, he, he actually yells hot pie as his battle cry, and he doesn't do it in the show, and it makes me very sad. That's why it's bad. Bang. Well, well, there aren't going to be any books for much longer, because this show is shit. It's so, <laughs> it's so shit. It removed the concept of literacy entirely from the world. We're going to be like Pyre. We're going to be, literacy's illegal now, we've got no books, because Game of Thrones is a shit show. Right? Terrible. Absolute trash garbage. Right? Hodor should say women's rights. I've got a better one. You don't think Hodor should say women's rights, then? Hodor will say women's rights in this one. Okay. Right? Game of Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Game of Danny DeVito. So Danny DeVito is replacing James. Yes. Arguably, he's replacing most of it. Right? Is it just, is it just him? Picture, well, right, not just him, but picture the scene, right? Now, the show starts, it's going da na 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 in that way everyone loves na 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 Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito, he is here now, look at him, please. Right? Danny DeVito, and then, uh, you know, the opening title stop, you see Danny DeVito, centre screen. And you know what he's going to be doing? Furiously masturbating? He's going to be fucking a cooked lobster. Naturally, right? So, effectively furiously masturbating, but also with a warm crustacean corpse? Involved. Cru- crustacean. Absolutely. Crustacial coitus. I'm curious, how long have you had this idea? Because I just went on YouTube and Daniel oh, DeVito Game of Thrones is like an autofill thing already, so. Really? That's, that's interesting. Sus- suspicious. Nothing comes that's up. That's interesting. I've been sitting on this one for a while, I'll be honest. I've been waiting to get a sufficient number of episodes in. Did you tell? I've been wanting to build to it. Who did you tell about this idea? Well, nobody up to this point, but as we know, David Cage does have my house bugged. So it's entirely possible that he's told someone. Ring, ring. (laughs) Ring, ring. How is this phone? Isn't the phone at George's? Ring, ring. Ring, ring. I wouldn't wouldn't have thought real life would have enough emotions for David Cage. Ring, ring. ring. He needs pixels. (laughs) Only pixels. He needs pixels. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. I'm perfectly willing to just ignore the phone at this point. Ring, ring. Right, I'm going to explain my idea, okay? Ring, ring. Okay, it's me, Elodie, picking the phone up now. Hello, it's me, David Cage. How did you find out about the bugs, Josh? Well, it's established Indie Haven podcast canon. Wait, we talked about this before? Yeah, it was like episode four we knew about this. I forgot. <laughs> Alright, well, uh... Fuck off, David K. Did... You, you poser. You don't actually listen to this show. No, I don't. And you're supposedly recording it as it happens. Well, yes, oh, that well, too. Well, yeah. That too, but also, um, I'm David Cage. Oh, way we I have a thing set up where if someone mentions my name or the word emotions... Yeah, away with you. Yeah, away with you. Elodie, away with him. 
Okay, I've heard that. Oh, here we are. Right now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Okay. I'll be impressed. <laughs> so, do. so bear that in mind, right? When when you're thinking in future, right? But I know what you're oh. thinking. You're worried that this new version, right? Because it's quite a drastic departure from the original Gamed Throne, right? You're worried it's not going to retain the elements that its existing fan base already liked about the previous iteration of the show. Right? Mm. But, don't worry, I am going to be keeping in... Right, we've got the sex. We've got that. That's banked. Right? I'm going to be keeping in all of the elements that people liked about the original Game of Thrones in this project. In as much as Danny DeVito's going to be doing a cold read of the script as he fucks the lobster. Okay, well, I like that. I I have one more suggestion, though. I might be able to talk him into going while he's doing it. But it's going to be quite I, difficult because he's going to have to do it like in between lines. I do have one suggestion though. I'll shoot from the hip always. Um, maybe put him on a green screen, yeah, mm-hmm. and just like have like some CGI dragons just like going across him sometimes, because that's what people like is they like the CGI dragons. They do. How fucking dare you? More popular than the CGI wolves, apparently, huh? Yeah. Don't How exist. fucking dare you suggest I put CGI dragons in this? Well, it's what the people, people are going for. to be looking at the CGI dragons in the background, and they are not going to be paying attention to Danny DeVito as he fucks the cooked lobster. Are you out you, of your mind? I think you misunderstood me. I never said that they'd be no, in the No, I think you misunderstood me. They're going to be in friendo. the foreground. You're going to be in the foreground if you're not careful. They're going to look like they're in the background until they go past him, and then they're just going to be small. I'll look at you like you're in the background. Fight me. Come on, you and me, right now, let's go. I'll get a bus to wherever you are. What if all the CGI dragons are also Danny DeVito and also fucking lobster corpses? See, I'm in this. I'm with this idea. As long as every sound effect can be Danny DeVito saying the word "fuck," just like sped up or slowed down in any way, that's what. Oh, I like, I like that as well. Especially the lobster fucking. I just want every like squishy sound just to be him, like manipulated. I'm in. Him just saying the word "fuck." Okay. I I will I will swallow that condition. This is this is how a good compromise is reached. Everybody's getting something a little bit extra. We're getting more DeVito than we would be before. I Dear think this could work. R. R. Martin. I'm still gonna fight you. <laughs> Cause uh, I've sort so, of backed myself into a corner here now. I'm gonna look like a coward. I'm just so, quickly I'm just googling something because um this is important because we do have this um, lingering suspicion that this might already exist. I'm just going to see who made it. Because I'll, I'll be honest, this this is my magnum opus. Um. Um. 
Yeah, I'm just looking. There's on the videos here. Wait. Um. I found a picture yeah. of Danny DeVito holding a dragon egg. Yeah, there's. Well, it was getting precedent to, sat. He's well, getting no, ready to there's... fuck it. Like. I'm I'm on this, and there's literally the top result now is Danny DeVito fucking a lobster with three CGI Danny DeVitos fucking lobsters flying around behind him, uploaded onto David Cage's official YouTube channel. Motherfucker, they. That prick. He took your idea. The emotions. They are too good. <laughs> ring, ring. Oh, I'm, I'm just picking this up. Uh, it it wasn't me. That's my cousin, David Cage. Daffy the Cage. Please, well. please, <laughs> please don't fight Daffy me, Cage. We're I'll still married. You. Come, come to no, we, that never happened. Come to Swindon. Shall we meet in Swindon? Yes. That is the classic fight. place of all battles. Right, El- Elodie, we're going to have a fight in Swindon with David Cage and potentially David Cage's cousin. Wait, am I involved? Yeah, you were, you were the initial person who I was going to fight. There's no backing out of this. This is Wait, happening. Wait, so who am I fighting? I'm David Cage. It, we, this might just be a free-for-all scenario. Okay. We'll, we'll work are... out the specifics. We'll get some sort of officiator in. Can my cousin be the officiator on David Cage? No. I think we should oh. go pay per view. We can get more than Mayweather versus McGregor. It's gonna be great, no? Yeah, we could we could get plenty of plenty oh. of money, and we can use the money to fund the new Danny DeVito. We can, fuck we can say, use uh, the money to lobster. find yeah you, the you lob, the lobster throne boys. Well, my cousin already made it. What I'm now uh, calling it. Sure. Fuck your cousin, right? Uh, Not I literally. already do. Uh, okay. Well, all right. Try to prevent it. Bye now. Okay, bye. Yeah, he just put the phone down. I'm enjoying how David Cage is like regressing into a weird goblin man. Where he's like, I am David well, Cage. Well, we all knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, there's too much like, emotions. This is what happens all the time. There were too like... many emotions, too many polygons, and now he's goblin man, small like... and green. <laughs> and whenever he like phones up or something, for some reason my throat starts to really hurt afterwards, and I can't really tell why. It's his goblinoid tendencies. Yeah, it's it's really it's really really unfortunate. David Cage has that effect on people. I've heard. Um, uh, so yeah, that's rain. that's Josh's deep thoughts for Josh fuck's sake. What the Tune in hell next just episode for another riveting discussion. <sighs> um, so before we move on to our quick indie game recommendations, uh, I'm going to insert a promo for another show here. Ooh, get promoted, son. Have you ever found yourself playing a video game and wondering why the best character are all tucked away in the background, far behind all the boring soldiers, lifeless swordsmen, and generic space marines? So have we. We here at the Real Heroes Podcast bring in the best guests on the net to help us shine a light on the forgotten heroes of gaming once and for all. So if you've ever wanted to hear Laura Kate aggressively defend the rights of a fictional jellyfish alien, or Jed Whittaker discuss how Zelda is really the story of a kink-facilitating pickle man, join us on the Real Heroes Podcast right here on Podhaven. It happened. There we go. You got promoted, son. Thanks, Congratulations. Son. 
Congratulations. Very proud Gigi. of you. <laughs> climbing climbing the corporate ladder. Uh so who would like to talk about an indie game first? Um uh, I can talk about an indie game. Is this one of your patented it's not well, a recommendation because I don't actually well, like it that much, but it could have Well, been. here's the thing. Oh, no, here's the, the thing, Elodie. I had, uh, had a paycheck once upon a time that came in, and I thought, right, games, this is going on. Now, had I been a sane man prone to rational thought, I would have spent the money on Yakuza Kiwami. Because that would just have been a guaranteed good time for me personally. But no, feeling like I had something to prove, feeling like I had to bring something to this segment, I instead invested the money in two indie games. Okay. Uh, can't recommend either of them. Oh no. Can't recommend either of them, uh, thus rendering the investment kind of a waste. Oh no! Uh, first one was the Metronomicon. We know what happened with that. Oh yeah, we talked about how that um, was not. For the a... record, it did get a little easier to focus on, but the trade-off is like that. That was literally the game. Like the whole game is just that constant pitch. There's like not really any variety. Limited reason to use any of the other characters or abilities. To be honest, none of them really get more effective. But mm. there you go. Now this one, this one really breaks my heart because I, like, I'm still playing this one because I, I want to get out, on with it. Out of spite or out of well, just, just wishing like, it could be good. I, I, I can see what they were trying to do, mm. and I feel I feel like it could have been really good, but uh. It's a game called Sundered. Oh, I think and I've heard the name. I think of it. I've heard the about yeah, this as well. It's it's by the people who did Jotun. Oh yeah. Uh, it's got the same hand-drawn art style. Uh possibly a bit more fluid in terms of animation, but I can't really remember what Jotun looked like, so uh, don't quote me on it because I never got uh, a chance to play it. Jotun. Jotun. Yeah, It's one of it's one of those tricksy Js. Yeah, because it's Jotunheim is where the giants Jotunheim. I don't know why the I said Heim. it in a Yorkshire accent, but it's, it sounds like it should work. The Heim boys do a Heim. I've been playing that Jotun. It's what, 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 what they should have done with what they should have called the game. I suppose the Yorkshiremen are probably descended from Norsemen at some point, so... Uh, yeah, you, uh, you're northern, George, and... But I'm a uh, man. To, to, <laughs> um, to us southerners... The North is homogenous, and we think everyone sounds like they're from Yorkshire there. So, oh, I miss most of that. I just by heard, that, you all sound like logic. you're from Yorkshire. <laughs> by, by that logic, everyone is from Yorkshire, and there's no other places apart from the South. It's just Yorkshire and the South, and the rest of the world doesn't exist. Or is Yorkshire, or the South. All is Yorkshire. Please, no. <laughs> all is Yorkshire. mortal enemies, I think. Well, not Liverpool's our mortal enemies. Then it's Yorkshire. Hey. Okay, everyone so that's like half an hour away. I hate everyone. <laughs> Liverpool, Yorkshire. By all and means, the take South. your time. Yeah. I don't want you to think that I was talking about something here. <laughs> what the hell? Oh yeah, sorry. 
carry on. Uh, send it. If, if I could return to the segment, which, to be honest, I hadn't really started. Sundered. Uh, sundered. Um, it's about eldritch stuff, which I fucking love. And it's all hand-drawn, really gorgeous. Uh, advertises itself as a Metroidvania, which... To be honest, it's one of those buzz terms that I kind of like really don't like. Not just from how much it gets used, but just because like I mean it doesn't really describe what the game is, does it? Hmm. Like you need it's to kind of a, know what those just, games it's referencing were in order to get anything of value from it. If you're really like tells new to the scene entirely. A slightly non linear platformer. Well, and like the thing is, if you're trying to sell someone your game, the worst thing you can do is name drop other games. Mm. Yeah. Because it's like, all right, why aren't I playing those? You know, if they're good enough to have apparently inspired all of this shit, what is to stop me just from going off playing those instead of this one? But like, you know, that that's just me being a cynical, jaded fuck. But you know, like, I really liked it. It looked cool. I like the look of it. The gameplay like looked it looks amazing. All right, like... you know it's quite simple. Like bashy, bashy, hit the thing. Bashy, Jump, bashy, hit jumpy, the pla- thing. jumpy platform. Um, my woes started when I found out it was a roguelike. Mm. Oh. Because uh, I really like the maps are all like set but within like the big like there's bigger rooms that show up on the map and those are always fixed but within those the layouts kind of change slightly mm, and just... see I love roguelikes Fine. but I don't want a roguelike that's also metroidvania because that's Metro- I've, metroidvania I've gone off them to be honest because you have to kind of I'd rather very... they have memorable locations yeah is the thing and you can't do that when they're just randomly changing every time and like they do have some fixed locations and like those look significantly better, and I like coming. Across, and I get that not every room can be like this big memorable thing, but like, come on! It's one of the things no. I'd want one or the other. I'd want either a Metroidvania or a roguelike, not both. Hmm. The thing is that not everything can be binding of Isaac. Exactly. That is the thing, and like I get this. I get the feeling that this one was just a roguelike for the sake of it as well. Like I don't. I don't see what it adds to a game like this necessarily. Because I think part of I certainly didn't initially. Like I'm starting to get it slightly more now, but like I feel like they could have just not had it be a rogue, like and had the same effect. Honestly, as the last Metroidvania game I played was Hollow Knight, and part of the like magic of playing those games is working out how the world fits together. And if the world yeah. suddenly isn't like the same way, then you've lost half of it. Like, yeah, you want a consistent world. Because like, like you can put in those little background details, you can put in actual world building, and like, it can, you can get a like actual reason to want to like traipse back through all of these environments. Dark Souls yeah. is not a Metroidvania, but it has elements. Imagine if Dark Souls didn't if it had a randomized world. How impossible would it suddenly become? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Bloodborne had those procedurally generated uh, chalice dungeons. Yeah, and they were those were garbage. easily the most boring part. Literally, the sentence I was going to say is that um, if Dark Souls, instead of having such a consistent world that is mm. like one of the biggest selling points of the game, uh, was suddenly that, then I just 
think it would have been a bit rubbish. You just because... wouldn't put up with its shit. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't put up with its shit. Because it's it not earned it. has to be something very specific to get away with um, doing procedural generation rather than actually just designing something. Yeah. Like, environmental storytelling is one of the yeah. most important things in a game that is trying to have a story. Binding of Isaac mm. is different because of the fact that... Binding um, of Isaac has a premise rather than, like, it's not yeah. trying to specifically tell a story as much, it's mostly just about the gameplay. It's yeah. mechanics with a sort of game, well, like a story on top, not well, the, 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 the story is more just told through the things that exist as part of yeah. the, um, the procedural generation. Yeah. So, you have to, you have to do a very... You have to do a very good job of telling the story through, like, things that can be put into procedural generation, and if you don't, it just comes across as an inconsistent world. Mm-hmm. And so, this yeah. very Sundered feels very much like a case of someone just throwing it in without thinking, because they think it automatically adds replayability. I'm surprised people didn't learn from uh, No Man's Sky. How You'd think, wouldn't you? Much Such of a, a disaster high profile. Yeah. Um, but they, thus no, appears that the not. second mention of No Man's Sky on this podcast overall. The <laughs> second mention of No Man's Sky. I think it's one of those lessons that's going to stand. That's going to be like a thing we bring. That's going to be brought up a lot, I think. Because it's. Yeah. Oh yeah. my oh, god. The I, was shit watching a, I was watching a video about um, the whole Star Citizen thing. And that had a very similar time, and so, and then Elite Dangerous also had lots of overpromising and issues. So I'm just not gonna trust any more um, big space, lots of promises games because there's been three yeah. of them in rapid succession, and none of them have really done what they said. They've just not panned out. Yeah. Not panned out. It just poisons the well for everyone else. Mm-hmm. It's pretty disappointing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it just felt like it was thrown in to like add this artificial sense of replayability. When to be honest, it's probably got less replayability than if they just had memorable locations that I wanted to be in. And because it's built around this idea of like replaying and like this idea of having runs, basically, it seems to f the game seems to feel like that just gives it carte blanche to kill you a lot hmm. and I mean I might be less annoyed about to... that philosophy if it weren't for the loading times which are I, I have not seen loading times this bad since the PS3 I think oh jeez yeah um, it is well, that's another thing sluggish you have to, very to load much get right yeah you, you, you have, have to, to get a lot you have to do you have to be quite deep into the game to like upgrade yourself enough to where you feel like it's actually fair. Yeah, because well, you can just get random hordes of enemies just descending upon you, and in the early game, that's basically code for you're fucked. Not everything can be binding of Isaac again, because that's another similar thing that does yeah. it well. And not everything can be Dark Souls again, because that's another thing that does it. Mm-hmm. But. It's just when people try and take those ideas without the very careful balancing 
of making it not frustrating to have that kind of thing is yeah. when you get a lot of the shit that comes out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was and a very incoherent just... sentence, so I hope that no, anyone No, I understand what you mean, because it. it's, it's what has happened in this case, and the result is just a game that's very frustrating, because it's slow to load, it kills you with bullshit at the start, at the very least. You Like, it gets a little bit better later on, you start getting more of a feel for the game, you start seeing, right, this is where they're going with this, but it's not it kind of doesn't really make up for it, to be honest. I think it's pure visual charm that's pulling me through the experience at this point. Having a look at its Steam page, it is absolutely gorgeous. It is gorgeous, but like, there's not a lot of context like for why... got going for it. There's not mm. a lot of context for why you're there, really. It's kind of difficult to determine any purpose for you putting up with the game's shit. And as I say, it's slow to load. There's not a huge amount of enemy design, they get recycled a lot. Uh, it has crashed, hard crashed, multiple times. Uh, uh, for me. That's never right. a good sign. It is tragic, because there is a much better game lying under the bullshit. And it's just really just because I I was like really interested in Jotun back in the day, and I, I sort of missed the boat on that. And I saw that this game was by the same people, and I was like, yay! And for this to be how that ends is just, it kind of sucks. I spent the kinda last sucks. five minutes so... trying to work out what I want to recommend now. <laughs> and it's been named right a few times, and why not? Because it's like, it's my quintessential roguelike. Binding of Isaac! Play that game. There we go. <laughs> I have several hundred hours in that game now. Oh, so... I wonder how many hours I've got on it. Yeah, if you want a roguelike, just go play Binding of Isaac. Yeah. Or Enter the Gungeon. Oh, Gungeon, yeah, Gungeon's also Enter the Gungeon, that's a fucking awesome game. Just about to hit 300, so it's not too bad. I'm just getting my uh, training wheels off in Isaac (laughs) at nearly 300 hours. I I used to play it all the fucking time, so I'm sure I have a fair few hours on it. No joke, one of the reasons I want a Switch is so I can play mobile Binding of Isaac after both plays. (laughs) That is like number reason number two maybe that I want to switch. Number one is Zelda. But yeah. All right. I would I've recommend West of Loathing, but I don't want to like. I'm writing oh. a review for Indie Haven anyway, so I don't want to like plagiarize well, myself. Give away too many thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I've got two hundred and eleven hours on Finding of Isaac. Oh, Dead Island Definitive Edition is 70% off, according to the thing that just popped up on my Steam. <laughs> uh, we all want that. Nah. Oh, and here's Space Pirates... Oh, no, I think it's Spaz 2 Space Pirates and Zombies. Is that of... the Vive game? Because I played it's a nice. game that's like that. Oh, no, I wish Space it was Pirate called trailer. Space Pirates. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, no. Space Pirates and Zombies. Of course they've gone with that, because it makes spaz, which is a funny word, because it's vaguely ableist. So it's funny. Yay! We love laughing at the fun words. Yeah. It's one of those words that Americans don't understand, because they don't use it as an insult. It got to the point that there's a Transformer, no joke, 
because I used to work, well, I still do work in a toy shop, but not as much now. There was a transformer called Spastic. That's his actual I, name. I and it got that. it got over here, and we're like, "What? I'm not selling that." And then they had to like, take again. it down and change it, and yeah. So it's one of those words that wah, they just wah. don't get. You can go play the shark game for free. Is that uh, depth? Oh, depth yeah, is depth, great. It also makes me shit on, myself. <laughs> depth is on a free weekend at the moment, and that's that's the last thing on my um my Steam like the pop up thing. Ooh, Golf um, It is on forty percent off. That's a good a good game. Golf It. I do Golf It. Go on. Golf, golf it. it. I do love me some golf it, uh, shit. some mini golf games. They're good fun. Um, good times for golfing rhymes. Elodie, did you want to do a recommendation? Yeah, my my recommendation is another one that I'm writing a review for at the moment. So, okay, okay. Uh, I won't go into mega depth, uh, but. I talked about it on the last episode because it was just about to come out. Was um, Hive Swap Act One, which is a uh, the Homestuck spin-off adventure game thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because it had such a troubled development, I was very worried. Yeah. Because not many things with developments that go that awry end up being great. Mm-hmm. It's called the Duke Nukem effect. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's very, very good. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's, again, it's a hand-drawn point-and-click adventure game. Um, it's really, really pretty. The backgrounds are full of all kinds of details, which includes lots of jokes and, um, references to the comic it's based on and stuff. Um, the writing is very good. It's very similar to Homestead's writing, obviously. Um, so it's got that same mix of, um, very funny and also quite, uh, emotionally affecting at times. Um, and the music is great. Uh, it's co-written by, um, Toby Fox, who did Undertale. Undertale. Mm-hmm. I did That's not awesome. realise that he was doing the music for it, but he it's co written by him and it uh I got the soundtrack edition because it was only a little bit more and um it has a few bonus tracks that are um songs from this soundtrack done in the style of Undertale songs and Undertale songs done in the style of this soundtrack, which I found fun. As someone that knows literally nothing about Homestuck, is it accessible to People like me. Yes, that was what I was about to come up to. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, it's... This was the thing that surprised me most, is that um, it... Despite how much it references the source material, and it does have like um, characters and things from it, it's very good at explaining what all of the things mean... Uh, that is actually relevant for knowing without it getting annoying for somebody who has read the comic. So mm-hmm. all the context is given to you without spoiling the comic and also um, without being annoying if you have read the comic, which I found very cool. Uh, 
because I wasn't expecting them to be able to pull that off. Um, so I'd say that it's actually very accessible for people, but again, this is Act 1. Um, so I don't know how much more of the game there's going to be, so I can't talk about how well it's going to keep that up, but at the moment it was both more connected to the original story than I expected and less reliant on you understanding the original story to play. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I think about that. I also think right, that the... Yeah. Um, just say the the puzzles um, on the the page for it. It says um, puzzles reminiscent of nineties um, um, adventure games, without the uh, Moon the logic. being really <laughs> annoying and inscrutable. And I agree with that a lot because. Yeah, the, without having to get a paperclip to bribe a mouse into shooting his brother. Yeah, I think, the, I think shit like that. Pushing up Rose has, has turned to that moon logic, and I think she's right about that. <laughs> Some of those early games just don't make any sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I think it does a really good job of being intuitive, whilst also capturing the spirit of that sort of puzzle. Um, like, it, it won't. It both won't mega hold your hand, but also very easy to work out what the next thing to do is. Even in a puzzle as inscrutable as um having to use pigeons to get marbles to go into the eyes of a um decapitated leopard so that lasers from a deer can shoot into its eyes to open a globe to get a key. That manages to not be difficult well, to we all understand have that what security to system set up at home. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it manages that very well. So, yeah, I definitely recommend it um, to people who've read the comic and people who haven't. And, as I say, I can't guarantee that I'd continue to recommend it to people who haven't read the comic, because it's got more to do. Um, And, again, I, I can't recommend it to everyone if they think that things that aren't fully out yet aren't worth their time, I guess, because it could end up being um, this bit is good and then the rest is bad or something. Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of got worn out on the episodic model. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow Telltale, being the only people who really did it, managed to nonetheless saturate the market on their own. It is very impressive how they managed to do that. I don't know how big Telltale is, but they managed to saturate a market only... That only they're in. Well, them and Life is Strange. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a special award. Well, like you had a bunch of other Hit, people Hit like Man doing maybe well. one-offs. Hit well, Man yeah. Did it. Ah, yeah, they did. Square Enix was very keen on the whole carving their games up so they can potentially make more money off them. That's another <laughs> reaction, I think. <laughs> Halo Four had an entire extra free campaign that you got episodically after the game's release, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, oh, the the one thing I did want to say, caveat wise, is mm-hmm. that um, uh, sometimes when you move to a different area of a room, um, 
the screen will kind of jump because there's like a black border on one side and it will jump so the black border is on the other side and you won't be expecting it and that kind of got me a few times. It only happens in the early portions for some reason but that was an annoyance. Other than that I don't think there's any particular issues with it. I found one single spelling mistake in the entire thing and considering there's pretty much different um, dialogue for every item you click to another item or like if you click one of your items in the inventory and then touch something in the room every single item you touch to it will have some different thing to say considering how much like extraneous dialogue that most people are never gonna see I only found a single spelling mistake so I, I could say that's pretty well done considering how many spelling mistakes I actually see in subtitles in AAA games. <laughs> nice. Mm. So that's my nice recommendation. Stuff. Nice as Plythe. Nice so, as Plythe. So, unless I'm a fucking idiot, I think that's us done. Yeah, I think that's us done, but also you're a fucking idiot also. I'm well, being extremely yeah. unprofessional, but during that last segment, I wasn't really paying attention because I just managed to get into a Player Unknown's Battlegrounds match with Jacksepticeye, so I might be playing oh. that in a minute. <laughs> 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 well, I just saw a tweet, and it had like tweeted ten seconds ago, and it was like behind. a um, a room code for a zombie match, and so I just booted that up in the background. <laughs> so yeah, I am extremely unprofessional, but it's going to be fun when it actually works. Yeah. Don't worry about <laughs> it. All we got to do now is tell people where to find us on the internet. So who wants to go first? Uh, shall I go first? If you would like. You can find me on Twitter at JamTyrant, where you, you can't hide in a donut from me, just for the record, right? There's people who said you can are liars, right? Doesn't work. You can find me on YouTube, The Abominable Showman. And you can find me, of course on Indie Haven, where I did a video. It's finally out, the entire thing that I've been working on for umpteen years. I Uh, have it loaded up currently on my browser, ready to watch, because I only discovered it mm -hmm. just before we started recording. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass to make. Uh, That is entirely a me problem. I've got to sort some shit out if I'm going to do this on the reg. But, uh... I personally am quite happy with how it came out, and so I hope I'm envious like of it. your audio quality because I watched a couple seconds of it, and it just reminded me how much better your audio quality was to the videos that I've made. <laughs> well, here's the thing: if if you're in uni and mm. you don't drink, you can afford nice microphones. Yeah, that's my I secret. I don't drink, so. Well, I, I usually end up spending fuck, it all on books. Fuck you for undermining though. my logic, then. I I just I buy too many books, so that's my fault. I bought now. a bunch of books. I bought a fucking Japanese war fan. <laughs> There's ways around this. So I'm just In rocking. Life. I'm rocking a blue yeti I've had for six years, and it still works. So that's nice. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. my current one's like a ten pound one I got off Amazon because I didn't ah. have any money at the time. I'm only just got my new student loan, so I should be able to upgrade soon. Here's hoping. Um, but yeah, but on my first year, I was meant to be having um at least seventy pounds a week based on um how much rent I had to pay and how much leftover money after food and everything was. 
Yeah. Um, and I still managed to run out of that because I bought too many books. Shouldn't buy too many books. That's the problem. <laughs> you know that thing you did. Don't. Um, I mean, it's see, a bit late now. See, for me, my rent was four thousand four hundred a year. And my student loan was 3500 so it's like, ah, I have a severe problem. (laughs) So that was fun. And I had to come home every week to go to work, which was how I paid for food. So that was not good. I got extra lucky, based on the fact that my parents barely earned anything at that point, and um, they didn't take into account my stepdad's earnings, for some reason, so they gave me the maximum amount of... um, Loan that you can get. My mm. game's starting. I'm gonna okay. beat Jack Sepsky <laughs> to death as a zombie. Thing. It's gonna uh, be do funny. You wanna, as that's finished, do you, you want to quickly tell quickly, people where to yeah, find you? Um, luckily, because I, when I changed my name, I haven't legally changed it, but I picked a name that is like so unique that if you Google Holly Amaretta, literally nothing else comes up apart from me. So do that. Like, and my uh, twi- Twitter handle is uh, at onmeholds, and it's also it's a shit pun that I come up with because. I have to do puns. Also, that's the same as my uh, Twitch account, which will be used a lot more recently, because then people are starting to actually want to play games with me, so we're going to have some couple of nights a week, just game sessions, whatever can be bothered playing Battlefield, PUBG, Golf. I think we might be playing the new Need for Speed, which might be fun. So yeah, and also I'm starting to write stuff in Indie Haven now as well. So look out for West of Loathing at some point. And also check out Steam Shovelers, because that's a place where I'm also writing, and we need more people to read our website. Yeah. And our new YouTube series. Of which I'm not involved, but I would want to... Uh, yeah, it's there. Anyway. It's there, watch mm-hmm. it. Look at it, you fools! Um, what's so your video? Speaking of people who choose names so unique that they are the first thing that comes up on Google, hi, I'm Elodie Cunningham. And you can find me on Twitter at Kemi Words, C-H-E-M... I fucked that up spectacularly. Kemi Words, C-H-E-M-Y Words. Uh, Same on Patreon. Um, You can find my music at kemiwordsmith.bandcamp.com. I did the theme song for this. Um, You can find my YouTube by searching Early Cunningham on YouTube. Um, And I... I've done a couple recent videos. Um, I've done one about diversity in the Halo series. Uh, one where I talked to um, Emily Rowley, who was in the most recent episode of um, The Real Heroes, about Halo 2 Anniversary. And an 8-bit version of Jar Jar Binks' theme from Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. So those you can watch. Um, and I've recently launched a new podcast on the network called DN8Bit, which you should listen to because it's very fun. It's about biology oh, and video game out? creatures. Yeah, that just came out. Ah, uh, I've been excited for that. I'll send you a link then. Nice. Uh, and yeah, that's me. Um, so, Josh, do you want to give us a bit of advice before we leave? Hmm? Oh shit, I do do that, don't I? Um, yeah, you do. Um, don't fuck the smith blight, because it sounds like it'd hurt, whatever that is. What? We'll go, we'll go with that. Don't, 
don't fuck the Smythe Blight, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. On Bye. the Indie Haven podcast. Yeah. Next, next time we might have Southern George. Oh shit. <laughs> what are we gonna do? How are we gonna get out of this one? Let's find out next time <laughs> on the Indie Haven podcast. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>